0: Another episode of the 29 Minute Mom. Today, I just want to talk to you, kind of on a about something really personal. The topic of going through. This is going to help actually two listeners today. Number one, the person that has to go through somebody's house that has passed away or a loved one that is moving into another location and needs help with um, from you going through their stuff. Or number two, just for the rest of us that have children and grandchildren someday that are going to have to go through our stuff. So this is going to be a very um, straight-to-the-point conversation and hopefully give you some motivation to remember why our life isn't about things and how this really plays out in real life. So over the course of probably the last 15 years of helping people get organized, I have really... Um, been inspired by the journey of life. So we start out and we're a young couple with our first home and we have, you know, maybe not a lot of stuff because maybe we're just starting out and don't have a lot of money. And then we have a baby and then another baby and that accumulates more stuff. And then maybe we move on and work our way up to a bigger house so we have more rooms and more storage to fill in that home. And life goes on and on and on. And over the course of that lifetime, these things kind of go along with us no matter where we move to. And I really have to go out even on a limb and say that I i can tell you, I bet you most of the things in your home don't even mean that much to you anymore. I think that there's a small percentage of stuff that is truly, truly important to you. And the rest is just kind of either out of sight, out of mind, or you've carried it with you for so long, you don't even notice it anymore. Um, But it's things that we keep on accumulating. And what happens is, as the life goes on, we start to then become older, we have less energy to maintain our things, we have less help, and we have You know, we kind of just, you know, to be honest, have less energy to deal with it. And so at that point later on in our life, that would not be if you were, if I could talk to your young 20 something self, um, I would say don't wait until you get to your, you know, 70 self or 80 self to try to deal with all the stuff you've accumulated. We want to try to deal with it earlier. And I'm going to tell you why. Um there's so much, not only because you're going to have less energy to deal with it as you get older and it's becoming more and more work, but also that time that you have here on earth is so precious that who wants to be spending those, you know, last years of our lives going through boxes and boxes of clutter when we should be spending it with our children our grandchildren our friends our spouse people that we love because we want to be using that time to make special memories that will mark them for the rest of their lives and those will be the things that they remember about us and not the things that we're going through in the boxes we're unpacking and shuffling around and what's funny is, I know from dealing with all different aged people that you constantly tell yourself, maybe someday I'll use this. I better hang on to this just in case. Or, um, you know, somebody might want to use this later on in my family. And so they hang on to it. They move it around. They box it. They unpack it. They box it again. And a lot of times that stuff that you're saving never really gets used. It just kind of gets moved around. So that's the first thing is just to make sure that you are not keeping things in your house and shuffling them from place to place and home to home when they're staying in a storage unit or there's not even a storage unit, I should say a basement or an attic. Because if they're just going into a storage area of your home, I'm going to have to guess that you're not really loving and using those things. So be careful of that. But Back to keeping so many things for so long and telling yourself someday. A lot of times people, especially parents, will save things for their children that they think they're going to use someday, and what ends up happening, in my experience, more often than not is the grown child does not want those things when it's all said and done. So mom and dad have saved, you know, Stephen's things for 30 years. Now Stephen has his own family in his own home, and mom and dad bring Stephen's stuff over to his house. How do we th- how do we think that Stephen's going to feel about this? But more importantly, how do we think Stephen's wife's going to feel about this? I mean, can you imagine if your in-laws showed up today with three truckloads of things from your spouse's childhood? most often than not, there might be a few things in there that you think are pretty neat and it's fun to look at and reminisce, but most often than not, you're not going to want those things because you're already dealing with your current clutter, your current things, your children's things. So think about that when you're saving stuff for your kids someday because really a lot of times when that parent finally makes that delivery or makes that phone call to the child to come on over and pick their things up, in my experience, the child's usually like, no, thank you. And I mean, it, it's, it's, It's even happened to me. I remember my mom asking me if my sisters and I wanted our old dance costumes. And we were like, no, we have photos of them. Thanks for saving them, but no thanks. Because, number one, they definitely don't fit anymore. (laughs) We don't perform in dance recitals. And I'm pretty sure even if I had a Halloween costume out of the pile, um, like I said, it's not going to fit and it's not something I would put on my body now. So that's just one example. But I do see this happen a lot. Now, The other thing is when you're on the side of being a child or a grandchild, or, you know, in my case, I've done this for non-family members being hired to help out clearing out a house. Um, When the person has passed on or has to downsize and is too old to do all this work themselves, that's when a child's brought in to help out, right, or a grandchild. And I want to just say to everybody that is packing their house full of things that someday and not to be morbid, but someday when you leave this earth, all of those things that you own right now are left behind. Obviously, we don't even take one small bag with us, hopefully when we go to heaven, Um, but we don't take anything with us, it all gets stuck behind, which means that somebody somewhere in your life is going to have to go through all the things that you currently own. And that I can tell you, my friends, I've done it several, several times. It is a huge, huge undertaking to do, to clear out somebody's house for them. I mean, you're definitely giving up days, weeks, sometimes months of your current life And a lot of times that's your current life with those around you, your children, your spouse, your friends, maybe taking time off of work, it takes a very, very long time to go through somebody else's belongings. It's more difficult to go through somebody else's belongings than your own. And it's very time consuming. In a lot of ways, very stressful. Um, It's a lot of, takes a lot of energy. And it's also very, very emotional. So think about that. Um, Because I really want to say that if you're the one bringing these things into your home and your life, you are truly the one that is mainly responsible, mostly responsible for these things. And so you have to act in a responsible manner. And just packing your home and all the crevices with things throughout your life and not giving this any thought is really irresponsible to the people that you're leaving behind. So you really want to make sure that you're being responsible and you're taking this into consideration now while you can but I want to say that over the years, going through stuff from other people's homes, it just every single time I do it, it makes it so clear to me the way our society all you is things. We put these things that are just things on a pedestal. We think they're so important. We can't live without them. They cost us money. They cost us time. They cost us space. They cost us energy. And you know what? And we paid good money for them, so we have to keep them. Or somebody else gave it to us, so we have to keep it for that reason. And the, the reasons go on and on and on. And at the end of our life, none of those reasons matter. So every time I go through a home to pack up and to move um, things out of that space after the person has passed on or moved away and can no longer care for those things, it's just so clear to me. And I can—if you've ever experienced going through a loved one's home after they've passed on, you will know what I'm talking about, and you will live differently after it. I guarantee you. Um, recently, I just this past week moved my own. Um, grandmother for the second time, she, after, you know, she started to get older, we moved her from my grandparents' main home and we moved her into a two bedroom apartment and just this week, she's now had to move into an assisted living facility. So we've moved her into now a very, very small one-bedroom apartment. At this point, my grandmother is not able to make those decisions with us. She's not able to physically organize and pack up and, and make the choices um, about where her stuff goes, what stays, what is donated, what is sold, and what she keeps. Luckily, my grandmother two things. She trusts us to make the right decisions for her, which is amazing. And number two is we know her so well that we know, um, what she, what are the most important things to her? And number three, it doesn't hurt to have a professional organizer in the family, which would be me to know that the things that are really going to matter from here on for the rest of her life are not, you know, tchotchkes from vacation she was on. It's the photos it's the things left behind for my grandfather. It's the legacy of their love story. It's the memories of her, you know, her grandchildren her children. So I can really, I have the, the expertise to make that process a little easier for my family, but I know many of you listening have never done this before. So I want to just kind of share with you how I go about making decisions when I'm clearing out my grandmother's house. And, and I will preface this by saying This is the second time I've done this for my own grandmother. I also um, helped do it for my grandparents, my dad's parents, and I've done it for several clients. And it's very emotional. There's things that you find that you're just, it brings back so many memories that it makes you cry or it makes you smile and it just reminds you of the good times and that's all the stuff that you want to cherish those are the things that when they makes you emotional now it probably will make you emotional 15 years from now but then there's so many other things that kind of clog all those nostalgic memories and all the happy times and it's just like things just stuff that get in the the gets on, you know gets on the shelves gets in the drawers gets under the bed over years and years of somebody's life and it really just you know, is forgotten about. It doesn't really matter. So going through my grandmother's house, we're really focused on the best things to remember her life. And some examples may be for, you know, for starters, photos is a huge one. My grandparents had a lot of photos. Um, I truly do love photos myself, so I can appreciate a good photo. But one thing when you're going through somebody's home or you're doing this for yourself you know, I want to strongly encourage you to get rid of any photo that doesn't just speak the best part of the story. So, for example, especially before when we printed all our photos and there was, remember when we had, um, what do they used to call them, doubles? So we had not just one photo. We would have two photos of every moment we captured. So you can definitely let go of the doubles unless you're going to share them with your, you know, other relatives. But also eliminate all those photos that we took over the years that just didn't come out correctly. They're blurry. You can hardly see somebody. How about the ones that are not flattering of your family? Get rid of those. Nobody needs to leave the unflattering photos behind, you know, the ones that you would just cringe Of nowadays it was put on Facebook. Yeah, that's a good hint to let that one go. And also the photos that maybe are of a place, but nobody knows what place it was, and it just doesn't mean anything to anybody anymore, um, all those scenery photos, unless it's like an extraordinary shot, and it really speaks, you know, to the person looking at it from ge- for generations to come, then let that go. Really focus on keeping your best, best photos, and you know whats it's, it's kind of freeing, because when we eliminate All of the photos that are not so great in our life, we can then appreciate the photos we have. How many of you listening right now have so many photos that when you think about it, you're just so overwhelmed because you don't know where to start? There's just too many. And really, we want the best photos. So wouldn't it be nice to have the the best photos in a photo album or a photo box or a scrapbook? That way we could actually pull it out and look through it. And one of the things that, um, that's one of the things my son has been helping with. He's only 11, so kids can really, they love to be part of this process. So if you're listening and you have even grandchildren, next time they come over and you want to clear out some photos, do it as a family. Even um, sit around the table after dinner and talk about, you know, while you're sorting through what photos are good and what photos can be let go, that's the time you can share those memories with the loved ones sitting with you. That's the time you can say, hey, listen, this was a time that your grandfather and I were on a trip to Alaska, and on that trip to Alaska, this is what happened. And you probably don't realize this, but this was a really funny story that happened to us, or this was um, an exciting adventure we took. and share those memories with your family, because a lot of times when photos are left behind, nobody really knows the story behind them. So, you know, put it back to a family member going through the photos later on. A lot of the things, if they're not dated or cared for properly or put in chronological order or meant, you know, a little comment on the back, then the people sorting through the photos have no idea what the story was. And that's really sad. So if it's important to you, take a few extra minutes to chronologically date or at least date the outside of an envelope or a file folder saying, Hey, this is the year that we went here. And this is, or this is, you know, our 25th wedding anniversary, whatever the main, um, important moment is. So think about that, go through it with your family. It's a great thing. My son has really enjoyed gathering up the photos at my grandmother's house and putting them in a photo album. And it's so fun because it keeps him busy while we're packing up and doing things that he would find boring. So that's a really um great tip to share, but the other thing about photos I've found. Is a lot of times when families are going through um, their relatives' houses, a lot of photos are in f- picture frames. And over the years, picture frames are one of those things that they go out of style really fast. The, t- the trends change. So maybe at one point gold frames were really in style, but then they got put away in a box or underneath the bed because the the family wanted to go to black frames, and you know so forth and so on. So there's usually a lot of different types and colors of frames, but the biggest thing Thing about picture frames is they're so bulky so if somebody takes a photo off the wall because they're tired of looking at it they'll put it in a box or a bin in a storage area still in the frame and that takes up a lot of space so take those photos out of the frames and even those big photos that are eight by eight by ten or five by seven you can go to any craft store you know say michael's for example but they're all over the place and they sell those big scrapbooks that are just the um, clear sleeves. So you open up and each page is a clear sleeve. And you, those are perfect for putting all those big photos in. And at that point, you know what? If you don't get them in chronological order, you're just doing this to for storage and to um, preserve them over the years, then it's no big deal. Just pop them in those plastic sleeves and be done with it and toss all those frames. That will save you tons and tons of space. I just did that with them another client this week that whose mom passed away and she has inherited so much stuff. She actually has inherited a lot of valuables, which makes it even more difficult because unless she is selling those valuables or using those valuables, it's really just going to take up space in her home and she, she's not going to benefit from it. So that's a whole nother um, topic that I can get into about selling things and, and what are your options. But photos is a big one. The other one, when we're talking about keeping memories, is greeting cards, and it's been really funny and actually really sad going through my grandmother's greeting cards, and again, sometimes when I sort through greeting cards from a client, or in this case, my grandmother, I can really see a story, and I love that. So, for example, when my grandfather passed away, he was only 65, and he died quickly from cancer. And I've been able to read cards from my grandparents' friends or relatives talking about what they admired um, about my grandparents as a couple. And that's been really interesting, sometimes really sad, but it just brings back all those memories of who my grandfather was and what kind of person he was and what kind of marriage my grandparents had. And the fact that they were truly, truly in love for the, the, you know, my grandfather's entire life. But then it also makes me sad because my grandmother's been without him for so long that I just, I put myself in her shoes and think, how is it to live every day without the person that you love so much? So I've really, you know, enjoyed it and also become sad sometimes reading them, but it's been part of our history of our family. And those are the cards I keep. So when I'm sorting through greeting cards, I keep the ones that have handwritten messages. And handwritten messages. You know, doesn't it doesn't count to put, you know, love Jennifer that doesn't count. I was actually, when I was going through the condolences, condolence cards from my grandfather, I looked at my mom and said, from now on, we can never send a condolence card without a personal message in it because it's only, I mean, we're just basically sending hallmarks words. I mean, that's what we're doing. They're not our own words. And even though we agree with them, I swear, I think it would be better to send a handwritten letter when somebody, when you you know want to send condolences with a memory of that person or they taught you. And that's so much more meaningful and that's so much more worth keeping than just a card that says, you know, sorry for your loss or happy birthday, love mom. So think about that next time you send a greeting card. It's and all those greeting cards that are taking up space in your home right now. I can gonna tell you loud and clear, do not feel guilty for throwing them in the trash this week. Unless there's a inspirational or emotional or touching message that you really want to savor. But other than that, toss them. They're just cards and they can, you know, over time take up a lot, a lot of space. Um, so photos, greeting cards, those are things that we save any love letters, any journals, those things are awesome because it, it tells the story of your family and it will continue to tell those people behind um, coming up, the, what what you were like is, you know, what was your life like? What was your marriage like? What was your career like? Those are the things, as um, I can tell you from a granddaughter's perspective, something that I think is really, really interesting. But what even be more important is to just sit down and have those conversations when you can and explain those things to those people that you love. Um, but other than that, I'm trying to think. Things that may... Okay, so let's talk about the fact that there's so many things that whoever's going through the house with you or will kind of say, oh don't you think we should keep this because mom made this or dad used this all the time or you know this was always sitting by Dad's chair. I've heard so many different reasons but I always have to stop and say, are you gonna love this and use this in your own life And if the answer is no, Do not take it home and put it in your house. We give things way too much credit. We give things way too much power, way too much emotion attached to it. It, The memory of that person using it is what's truly important. And you will still have that memory tucked away in your heart, regardless if you take something home with you that you really don't want to look at or use. Because let's be honest, if you take it home, all you're going to do is put it into a storage space in your home. You're never going to pull it out to look at it. And if you can't pull it out to look at it, then you're not using it and you're not enjoying it. So be okay with the memory. Kindly say no. There's been all sorts of funny things um, over the years. I've seen people take home because of guilt and they resent it because their home is now filled with things that they love and use, hopefully, right? And it's a different time. It's different era, different household, different lifestyle, Um, one of the things that just pops in my head recently is China. This happened with my, my first, um, grandma that passed away. And now it's happening again with this grandmother. The China was a big thing for their era. And nowadays, most of us, you know, in my family, my sisters and I and cousins, none of us use China. None of us even use China formal dining rooms anymore. So our lifestyle is much more casual. Um, I'm not actually, I'm not going to even say that because I don't think my grandmother used her china very often. I think it was stored away in a cabinet to look at, but not to be touched. And I definitely don't agree with that. So if you're going to bring something into your home, love it and use it. I can't say enough, but china is a good example of something that yes, it was very meaningful to her, But I'm not going to store it in my house if I'm not going to appreciate it and use it. And since, you know, nobody in my family really wanted it, we donated it. And that's the thing. All these things, if you don't want them in your space, if you don't, you know, you're not positive, you're going to love them and use them. You know what, people? We've said this all the time. Let's be more of a society that gives, passes on instead of hoards you know, let there's somebody out there that doesn't have plates. There's somebody out there that doesn't have those clothes that no longer fit or nobody's wearing. There's people out there that need these things. And what better way to have your loved ones' life continue on by giving it to somebody that can use it? That's the that's the fun part to me is you know donating things and giving them with an open hand and not trying to clench our fist shut and say no, I have to keep this in my family forever. I mean. Seriously, consider donating when it's something that you don't want. But I know that this is not a easy um, topic to talk about. and a lot of people listening, we don't want to think about this with our own stuff either. And I'm not trying to be morbid. I'm just trying to be realistic. And I say this to a lot of you know a lot of older people I work with, getting your stuff organized now is the best gift you can give your children one of the best gifts there's so many so many gifts you can give your child but getting organized taking responsibility of your things if you are listening to this and you know what i'm saying is truth then take control don't wait until it's too late or you're too tired or even worse to handle your things we need to be responsible for the stuff that we brought into our home it should not be the responsibility of those left behind to go through so much of your stuff now in my case you know it's we've kind of been lucky because my grandmother had already downsized so she was active with that part of it with us she was helping us when we moved from her house to her two-bedroom apartment but now she's to a point in. Not from, you know, anything she's done. She just physically is getting older and her body cannot help us anymore. So thank goodness we had already gotten through the majority of her things when she was able to help us. Um just think about that. Think about you making it easier on people that are left behind when you're gone. You can do that now. You can start this week. You can start with one drawer. You can start with one closet. You can start with one box of photos. You can start with um, one bin of picture frames or one bin of greeting cards. And when you're saving those things that our memories are memories especially, leave leave your story behind in the right way you know, make sure you're talking to the family members, make sure you're telling them how important they are to you, what you want them to remember about you, but also show it with your actions on what is left behind. And I really encourage you to, to think about this seriously, even though it's not a fun topic to discuss. It is an important topic. And when it's all said and done, Nobody is going to remember you for the, you know, sweaters in your drawers. Nobody's going to remember you for what kind of dishes you had or what kind of tchotchkes were on your shelves. They're going to remember you for the person you are, what you did for them, what you taught them, the time you spent together. So let's take control of our stuff. Let's be responsible and let's Clear the things that don't matter, and then when that's done, let's really embrace our time. Actually, even better, let's embrace our time while we're doing it. Um, let's really be intentional about our time and let's be intentional about the things that we're saving. And you know, if there's something that you're saving because you want somebody else to have it, what better way? to pass it on, then when you're here on this earth and you can invite them over and say, hey, you know what? Come on over. I have a surprise for you. And to specifically tell them why you're giving it to them and what it meant to you. And always, always be considerate of their feelings if they really want it. And if they don't want it, it's okay. Don't take it personal. It's not personal. None of this is personal. It's just things and things don't, all things are not equal to everybody. So we all have different tastes and we just have different, um, ways of thinking about things. So don't take it personal. If the person you invited over to take your gorgeous China says, no, it's okay, but you can still have a great conversation. You can still have a fun memory. You can still make quality time last. So I encourage you all to consider what I said today from somebody that has done this many, many times. And if you have any questions or you're currently going through this situation and you just don't know where to turn, feel free always to email me, comment underneath the podcast on the site or on social media and, you know, or send me a message and say, you know what, Jen, it was a great message, but I am still struggling and this is why. And I would be happy to help you out and I just encourage you all to live your dreams currently, not your things. So this is another episode from the 29 minute mom, where we do know that every minute counts. And that is every single minute we've been given.